three, two, one. I feel like we should start at 30. <laughs> That's so good. Welcome to Talk 30 to Me. <laughs> Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. We're calling it Talk 30 to Me, it is great. Hi, welcome to Talk 30 to Me with your host, Kimmy. And Kelsey. And we are here to talk about 30 Rock, all things 30 Rock. Only things 30 Rock. Only, nothing else. We're not going to get off track. We're just <laughs> cut it all out. No, Kelsey, do you realize this is our second episode? That's exciting. Second episodes are the most contentious in all sitcom series or TV shows. The second episode is always the hardest to pull off because you have a lot of exposition. And usually, I think they're the worst episodes in a Does show. Does that apply to books, too? Like, was, uh, what, Chamber of Secrets? Well, I mean, it kind of can. It's always harder to do a second one, but there are times that have broken it. But I don't know if I should list all of those because we'll just start arguing about Shrek 2 for Sorry, a while. I was sitting here making sure that I referenced the right book. I'm all time <laughs> and then Prisoner of Ask. Okay, yeah, that was right. Sorry, that's where my mind went through all of that. So like, there's a slight the chance right that this is going to be the most contentious and probably the worst episode of our podcast. Ooh, which is why like we're throwing the third shows. one in with it, right? It's going to help it out. Oh, but our podcast in general. It's, it's our second mm. episode and it'll probably tr- be troubled. I don't, maybe. We'll just like happens. every second episode of a sitcom. Like, in my opinion, the second episode of 30 Rock. So we're, we'll, get there. Right, we'll, get we'll get there. We'll get there. But first, we're going to do, um, we're having a new, like, fun segment we're calling 3030. 3030. Sounds a lot like another new show mm, called... I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you, you sure you didn't get the idea from 2020? I'm pretty sure you had the idea, first of all. <laughs> you came up with it. <laughs> I had a great idea you to call gr- this segment... 2020. Definitely call, well, yeah, you're doing it. Not call, yeah. We're not calling it 2020, that already exists. <laughs> 30, 30. This so, is 30, 30. This is our 30 Rock News segment. We're, we're going to talk about where the people are now. So my, what I'm bringing to the table today, um, I just saw Whiskey Tangle Foxtrot, which was written by Robert Carlock, one of WTF. the creators. Good old WTF. Um, which was written by Robert Carlock, one of the creators of 30 Rock, and obviously starring... The beloved Tina Fey. Miss Tina Fey. So I saw it this week, and it's really interesting. It's First of all, I want to say I really enjoyed it. Okay. Clearly, I'm the demo. Mm-hmm. I'm like a young woman. Catered for you. It, this movie, I am her audience. I'm an, a young woman who lives in a city. Like, I will watch everything she does. Yeah. I really related to this movie. I had, like, weird PTSD because certain things that happened... For anyone who doesn't know, this is her movie about... It's basically about what it was like for a couple years to be a reporter in Afghanistan during the... Kind of a couple years into the Afghanistan... The war in Afghanistan. I really enjoyed it. I started getting slight PTSD because it reminded me of things, things she was experiencing as a single white female in the Middle East were reminiscent to me of things I experienced as a single white female in India. Interesting. So this movie, like, re- I really related to it in ways, which was strange because I know people felt this movie was racist. There's that... Oh, that's Did you hear about this? No, I have, like... Yeah, no, I have not. But no, that's interesting. It's a whole thing. Because, I mean, you know Robert Carlock and Tina Fey get in trouble every now and then because their jokes are sometimes a bit race-tinged. Yeah. They, they like to poke fun at ethnicity. They like to 
poke fun at cultural differences. I don't want to come out and like state how I feel on that whole issue because mm-hmm. I don't really know how I feel about it. But this movie definitely played to that strength of things that got them in trouble and Kimmy Schmidt and 30 Rocket Times. I really related to it though because they were things I was I had experienced in India. These were struggles or weird interactions that I had had because I didn't know what I was doing um, in a completely different Eastern culture. Yeah. So it was a very weird thing for me to look at it and be like, I know to a lot of people this is going to look racist, but to me this just hit very close to home. Well, it's I think like just like how some people were really offended by well, uh, Fresh Off the Boat mm-hmm. that show that they were like this is so this is racist and stuff. And I grew up in an area where. I, being a white female, I was the minority. I was at a school that was 73% Vietnamese, where that show killed me because it was the funniest thing. And it was one of those things where I'm like, am I allowed to laugh at this? Like, it's funny because I've seen this happen. I've heard my friend's parents say these things, but I think for for individuals watching the show or watching a movie that they haven't been in those situations to experience it, it just sounds racist. And you're like, it sounds racist because it's crazy, but it's it actually does happen. No, not every single Vietnamese person sounds like that. Not every single you know person in the Middle East is going to experience this, but it does happen, and it's hilarious sometimes. No, and hey, no past tense. Fresh off the boat is still on TV. Is it still? Oh, oh it's still bad. doing great. No, Awkward. how dare you? <laughs> Don't let people think it's canceled. No, it's still on, and I think watch it's still it. doing pretty well. You okay, should. Good. You should. Get, I should watch so that. the the point of this, Kelsey, is there's more episodes for you to watch. Yes, it's not done for you. Good enough. No, I think that's really fair, and I I don't know. I really enjoyed this movie. Martin Freeman's in it. Cool. And the best thing is, whenever there's a new Tina Fey movie, it basically means there is um a lot of new appearances of her on late night oh good point and i thought realized this like on monday out at work i realized there was a bunch of new tina fey late night experiences so i spent a good gosh what i mean i worked the entire time and then after work of course <laughs> i watched a bunch of these late night appearances and she's so charming and funny and my favorite bit i would say the highlight was i believe on the tonight show where she talks about casting martin freeman okay and she jokes that she like was trying to get like oh we were we interviewed ryan gosling like five times we saw all the hemsworths she's like we went with martin because i'm a fan and you know me i like my men travel sized (laughs) which is a joke to like her delightful husband who was in this episode i know i know i know he was so that was exciting we'll get to that in a moment that's my news though i saw whiskey dingo foxtrot i really enjoyed it i recommend it to people i think it's a renter maybe okay, don't pay a, to see it in okay. theaters it's very expensive i mean pay go see it in theaters we support tina fey and everything but <laughs> i really enjoyed it i thought it was a nice movie okay that's it i have not seen that i my only news is that i almost went and saw sisters <laughs> my roommate kelly and i actually tried to see it and there was none what does tried mean well because it was on leap day and we <laughs> leap day williams yes i know i know which i definitely started my morning out watching leap day william while i was getting ready for work Thank we you should clarify leap day williams is from a later episode oh, of yeah, 30 if you're, not Rock. There if you're not there yet you'll get there it's delightful it's fantastic i'll say one word two words jim carrey anyway yes it's great but so kelly had this great idea of doing something fun and we we came home and we're trying to figure out when are we going to see a movie where we're going to go and we're both very old and there was no showing that well okay i was the one who's old because i'd work the next day and trying to figure out how late we could see a movie to stay up all night and so we ended up seeing crap hang on a second what oh oh that's what it was it was uh how to be single (laughs) (laughs) why are you embarrassed about that no no because i couldn't remember because like we were talking about like there's like some movies that you see and you're like how to single is just an embarrassing movie to say (laughs) it's really what it is i heard it was great it was it was was a good movie allison breeze in it and i love her huge fan of allison 
um, what's her face from <laughs> and what's her face? <laughs> what's her face? Dakota and... Johnson. Thank you. Yes. And Leslie Mann. <laughs> Thank you. That's just, they had ads all over the Grove. Oh, all over the Grove. So that's what I knew about it. But. but yeah, that's that's my only updates. Hey, that's moment. a good update. I really enjoyed it. Is you, that should I tried to see you should see sisters. You should see it. It's well, really wonderful. And we had, and I'd be interested to see if other people have this opinion. Where Kimmy has a sister, and I have two sisters. That show probably really resonates more with somebody who has a sister that they have that relationship with. So that's why I really wanted to see it. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> I think we're specifically going to talk about two specific episodes. The next two episodes after the pilot. Perfect. Two and three. So our first episode, we obviously, what made sense, we covered the pilot of 30 Mm -hmm. Rock, which is a great episode. I think we talked about one episode for 50 minutes. That was impressive. (laughs) I know. It's great. But today we're going to talk about the next two episodes. From here on out, we want to do two episodes, a podcast episode. To get this going. Yeah. Yeah, To keep things moving. And to give us an excuse to talk longer. (laughs) We had The Aftermath and Blind Date. Why don't you... Why don't you walk me through what the aftermath was about? That episode two. Okay, so the aftermath. Uh, first of all, air date was October eighteenth, two thousand six. You're so and, on it. And director was Adam Bernstein. Bernstein, who then later on went on, and he actually did the blind date as well. He did both episodes. Oh, the episode. I thought episode. you meant mo- the, the movie. movie. And I was like, is there a movie called The Blind Date? No, I feel like it stars Patrick is. Dempsey. Most likely. Doesn't it? So he then went on, though, to do like eight episodes of Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, a couple of orders of Law and he Order. He did Breaking Bad? Mm-hmm. I knew these episodes were well directed. Yeah, yeah. So he went on to that. But I think he only hung out in the first season. I know I was reading something and they're like, he then went off to go uh, to go hang out in New Mexico or something for a while. Like some, And then it was like highlighted. Like, Click here and find out more information. I'm like, ah, oh, you're funny. You're making a drug reference. Why else does anyone go to New Mexico? <laughs> it's a film Breaking Bad, pretty much. Yeah. Just like the quick little recap about the aftermath aftermath is really just everyone dealing with Tracy now being on the show. That that wasn't just a one-time cameo. He's there. He's on the show. Jenna goes a little crazy, of course. Um, the writers don't know what to do. Liz is, is playing mom, trying to keep the writers happy, kind of keep Jenna cra- not crazy, dealing with Jack, trying to just be like, you know, handle Tracy, but he's not your employee. You need to keep him happy. Um, and lots of funny lines in between. But it ends with, okay, we need to make everybody happy because... Nobody likes you and me, Liz talking to Tracy, and they end up on a yacht. And that yacht may or may not have been belonging to somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll get there, but I think that that's a quick little... uh... Perfect. Beautiful (laughs) recap, Kels. You're definitely in charge of that for this whole thing. Awesome. You're good at recaps. And now I just want to talk about the boat scene, but that's at the end, so we can't really talk about that yet. So the whole show starts before all the credits and everything. It starts with uh, Liz and Jack walking around and talking about Tracy and you're already missing there. something. I know. I know you should have a bad. My first thing I noticed was the fact that the very first shot is just a f- shot of Kenneth pick holding, grabbing a thing of jello and walking off. Oh my gosh. How did I miss that? And it's not even, a th- <laughs> it's not a real moment, but something about that tickles me. Just Kenneth with jello. With jello. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, we're just gonna <laughs> orange jello too. What a choice, but I just yeah. loved it. I'm like opening shot. Mm-hmm. Kenneth with jello. jello. Well, later on, I think it's in, uh, it was in the second episode, but Kenneth sitting at the table, licking the shrimp or chicken nugget. Like, Dipping in the sauce and just licking the sauce off of whatever he's eating <laughs> broke me because it was just hilarious. Jack McBrayer, who plays Kenneth, is one of the funniest human beings, and he is what sells this show to me more than anyone Absolutely. else. Without Kenneth, I I probably still watch it, but it's but 
It's not the powerhouse without him. Absolutely. So my recapping of the opening scene is going horrible, but they're talking. Where's Tracy? He's supposed to be here. We're supposed to start at 10. Uh, he's a superstar. We go at his schedule, all that stuff. And then leads to Jack talking about a chemical explosion explosion in Colorado. Did you hear about that? No? Good. And I think that's hilarious. And um, I thought that maybe there was a real chemical explosion that happened around that time, and there was not. Oh, you looked up the chemical I did. Kelsey, I literally wrote there up. There was no chemical explosion. I looked up Colorado chemical explosion 2006. There was no Nothing. chemical explosion. No. I. What I love is how quickly this show just sets up the deep distrust of capitalism, which again, biting the hand that feeds them. Yeah. Yet they're never afraid to make you love Jack so deeply. He is such a lovable, frustrating, wonderful character. Yeah. But he is like the epitome of like every person, particularly every person in media's distrust of like corporate America. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being the fact that he covered up, that he messed with the newspapers. Oh, <laughs> it's such a funny way to start. I love that Tracy immediately, when we first see Tracy, I think he says um, something. I don't even know what the context is. I just wrote down solid gold candy bar. He says, he's talking to, he's, he's like, how you feel, NBC tour? You look like a solid gold, gold candy bar. Which is just a gold, a bar of gold. Right, well, and <laughs> I, even, I went Plot way more, like, of course, it's a candy bar of gold. And you're like, it's a gold bar. Like, uh, you and right? I, I realized, I realized already, we've talked about two episodes this far, and already I realized that you are very, you're very literal with these characters <laughs> and with the world they're building, and I'm very, like, felt, like, abstract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I'm is like, what oh, they're... this is a metaphor for something, and but you think they're, like, and I love that you approach it, like, world building. Like, oh, they're just building this really complicated world where you can eat candy bars. <laughs> well, of course, a gold. A gold. <laughs> the one thing that, so, while I was watching it, and... Kenneth is giving the tour and he's saying, and didn't you see last week where Tracy Jordan, that's called a cameo. And it, it pans the group of people. And I really wanted there to be a cameo of someone there. And I did not see one. Oh, I don't think there was that. That would have been really great though. It would have been great. I took a screenshot. <laughs> you took a screenshot of it. Now I really want to know. Oh, oh, I was watching it on my phone. Um, Pull up that screenshot and we'll look at it. I wanted to see that you might recognize somebody. You have so much faith in my ability. <laughs> I do. There, do you see anybody? <laughs> There's a dude there and like that to me screams it's got to be somebody. Oh, you mean the guy with the hat, the glasses, <laughs> and the incredulous expression? And the mustache. It just screams. No, the, look at this, guys. There's, the expressions of all these people is great. No, there's no cameo. Uh, the funny thing is the episode before, there was that one tour that was led by Aubrey Plaza. Oh, because she that's was actually right. But that wasn't really a cameo them. yet. That yeah, was. that was. But that's not actually a cameo because at that point she was not famous. Yeah. But... Nope, no cameo. Just a lot of really enthusiastic extra work, uh, extras. But that was a good thought. I really appreciated, A, that you believe that I might spot someone. I did. I really want this to be someone. We'll keep an eye. Maybe we can post this somewhere and see if anyone can. This This guy in the the front with the hat and glasses (laughs) and the keychain. He does look very incredulous, and his mustache is uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. It's a pretty impressive mustache. So maybe he is. Maybe he they just hit him behind a bunch of things and it's actually just Paul Giamatti in character. That's what I'm hoping for. That's really thinking it's for. Paul Giamatti. I want to first say there was a bit where they're watching they're watching Jenna getting bit by the cats from the last episode. Yes. Did you see how old YouTube looked in that? Yes. First thing yes. I noticed, old YouTube is amazing. That's 2006. YouTube is like a couple years older. I took a screenshot older. of you that screenshot as well. Of it as well? <laughs> it's so old. It has tabs. I was looking to try. I actually looked up to see if this video exists. The girly it, show. It does not. Uh, colon cat attack. Yes. Also, I was very sad to see that. Maybe this was before Chrome was a thing, but they're using Internet Explorer. No. Just- okay. I sometimes use Internet Explorer, and that's a shame. But that was the only option in 2006. There was Mozilla, but 
Chrome. Mozilla is better than Internet Explorer? I, uh, That's I get talking I, to an I, IT person. Yeah. Okay, so actually, even before we get to the whole girly show cat attack thing, there's the whole Tracy Jordan entrance and the Celebrate Good Times music playing and how first Liz enters and they play, oh, never mind, and then who comes in next? Then Jenna comes in and just poor Jenna. And then finally Tracy comes in and I think that's the first time you see his belly. Second time. He does it already in that first episode. Sorry, that's what I meant. First he time already did episode. it in the pilot. Yes, yeah, first time in this episode. this episode. You can count it by like, yeah. how many times in an episode. He does yeah. it in the pilot, I, I remember. I wrote Tracy Belly Watch number two. Yes, number <laughs> two. We also get to see our beloved Jeff Richmond for the first time. Yes, which if you don't know, that is Miss Tina Fey's mister. Her other half, her partner in <laughs> her crime, husband. her husband. Yeah, and I just, I love, they give him really solid cameos in this show. And he never has a line. He mm-hmm. always just, just, what's the word? Put upon. Well, and so the, in case you don't, you can't recognize him, it's the, um, so when Tracy walks in and he's talking, he's all excited and Tracy comes up with this rule that you can't look him in the eye. He's like, don't look him in the eye. And so, uh, I was say Alec. So Jack says, don't look Jordan, don't look Tracy in the eye. Don't look him in the eye. And the, the guy who's on set that Jack turns to and says, just don't look him in the eye. That is Jeff Richmond. That is Jeff Richmond. Also, I am very happy when I was watching this. I'm like, dang, Tracy at the beginning, kind of a jerk. And I'm glad that rule did not carry any further than this scene about the whole don't look him in the eye thing because no. that would have been very weird. And that was all purpose for the joke. The yeah. He's like, no, man, I'm cool. I'm going to be relaxed. Don't look me in the yeah. eye. Like, it was all for the joke. But no, his character in the end is very, though absurd, very loving and very and usually very understanding, though incredibly selfish. Yeah. So, But I was just really pumped to see Jeff Richmond. He gets great cameos. Everyone's <laughs> always really mean to him, which I find hilarious. But I like that he had a role in the show other than he was a producer and he wrote the all the incredible music. Mm-hmm. But I always like that they have him as like the music supervisor on the set yeah. of the girly show, which is pretty fun. So we'll see him. We'll keep spotting him as we go. And then I love that moment where they walk in. Jack comes into the writer's room to introduce everyone. Mm-hmm. And the, I wrote down all the things he says about everyone. Oh, me too. <laughs> Particularly, first of all, unless I'm missing something, the only one who's... All of those are fake names except for John Lutz. His actual name is John Lutz. And I still don't know why they went with his real name. Instead of, oh, you mean the actor? The actor. The oh, actor right, right. is named John Lutz. Who is actually married character. to Sue in real life. Exactly. So which they're, is the weirdest married, thing. Which is wonderful. He now works on The Tonight Show. Okay. I see him all the time on that. But no, J.D. Lutz, that's his actual name, which I don't get why all the other writers got fake names and he did it. I wonder I'm so curious to know why. It's almost like on The Office where some of them get Creed is called is Creed in real life. And Phyllis's real name is Phyllis. What decides that? That just that just fascinates it's me. It's in their contract. <laughs> oh, like I will only be on the show if it's my real name. Well, maybe even, even Tracy. Like that's true. Morgan I guess it's his Jordan. pretty much name. Oh, well, because they're playing on his persona well, in right. real life, which is great. But I just always find that funny. But Tim Grandy is from Maryland. Rachel Bay is engaged. Josh Girardi had got a seven sixty <laughs> on his SATs. I had to look because I don't remember SATs. My it mother was in the room. Then, right? It was sixteen hundred. Like, but it's not something. It was a to- horrible <laughs> score. Frank had all this was a great little moment so I was watching this with my parents because they were in the room and then Frank owns all the issues of uh, Black Tail magazine and my mother goes isn't that a dirty magazine <laughs> yeah, oh, well, yeah I should have probably said something I was like no it's penguins mom it's just penguins <laughs> or it's um, penguins in suits yes <laughs> exactly nope nope yeah, dirty nope. magazine John Lutz has a thyroid problem <laughs> also I love because this then sorry you can finish go to no, the next one the next one is uh, James he explains why James 
Chris Brock is named Twofer. And then Lemon is just Lemon. Also, so it then goes into the scene with him with his flashcards and that that's how he learned who these people are. But does that really mean that on the back of Lutz's card it said thyroid problem? Or is that in his file? How does how does he just know? Like he Jack has his people. medical records. That's oh, that what it is. is. Jack pulled his medical. <laughs> yeah, but then again, he doesn't he just know Seal as Heidi, Heidi Klum's husband. Or the guy who sleeps with Heidi The Klum. guy who yeah. sleeps with Heidi Klum, which was really, really good. Um, and Anthony Policano, because I didn't know who that was, is a high-profile pro- L.A. private investigator. What? Yep. <laughs> I was, yeah, because half those names I was completely lost on, but it was a uh, funny bit. You mean like Ziggy from the cartoon Ziggy? <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good joke. But I just loved the, the, the guy who sleeps with Heidi Klum. I laughed pretty hard at. Um, I would like for you to tell me what you think that Tracy walks into the writer's room and says, I have all these great character ideas, blah, blah, blah. And just for the other guys, he says, uh, where did it go? That he's got Ray Londo, the two foot tall Spanish hustler, Ching Chong, who likes to play ping pong. Can you tell me the backstory for Biscuit? <laughs> oh, that was my favorite. He says, Biscuit, write that up. Yeah. What, what, what do you think his what idea is? Biscuit? I don't, I can't even, I feel like everything I say will be slightly fraught um, and inappropriate. <laughs> I cannot imagine what Biscuit is. I just, what I saw is I felt like Biscuit would have been a sidekick to uh, Hunky Grandma be tripping. Uh. Like, Hunky Grandma be like, yo, Biscuit. And then, like, I assume Biscuit was like the dog or something that runs out. <laughs> That he plays in an Eddie Murphy-esque style where he's yes. everyone in the room. That's my, that is my guess on who Biscuit is. All right. Who did See, you feel like Biscuit was? I was picturing, for some reason, I think there's like some story involving a cookie with legs and arms that walks around. I was picturing a literal Biscuit. Oh, there's like a kid's book or something like give the cookie arms and legs and it walks around. And that's what I was picturing Biscuit. And he had like a friend gravy. Um <laughs> This is why I'm not a writer for Mr. Bill. It's like Mr. Bill. Yes. It's like a Mr. Bill like cartoon thing. No, I like that. That's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. We see uh, the first usage of German in the show. German takes a yes. huge part. There is so much German. Tina Faven talks about like the crazy amount of German that's on the show because she speaks German. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see German show up for the first time. Yeah, then by that, Jack is on the phone when Trait when. Tina walks in saying, Liz. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> when well, first name basis. This is horrible. Cool. So Liz is freaking out. She runs into Jack's office and to be like, why? How did you change the name of my show without telling me? And he's on the phone um, with what we hear from his conversation is something in German. And then Detlev will have to call you back. Now, I hear Detlev and I now think of Detlev from Parks shrimp. and Rec. Detlev Shrimp. Yes. That's immediately what I thought, too. Right. But it's oh, not. better. It's not. Who was it? He Research is the person. senior public prosecutor in Berlin. <laughs> First of all, where did you even get this? I googled Detlev Germany, I think. <laughs> and it brings up, he has a whole Wikipedia page. Oh. So, yep. That, so I was like, Where well the done. hell are they getting these? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know where they pull this stuff, which is why it's great. Yeah. That was, mm. uh, that was awesome. I really love the peacock thing. Nothing makes me giggle like peacock. Uh, I got proud as a peacock. <laughs> I don't know what to be. What did I say? You said peacock. I did. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love the nickname. I love my baloney. I think because I love later on when they're on the yacht. It works. It like really like makes it work. It's so cute. It's like, so oh. funny. Yo, my baloney. <laughs> she like, walks in. Like Tracy, you can call me my baloney any day. Oh goodness. Um, I was thinking about this when they okay changed the girly show to TGS with Tracy Jordan. 
Can you think of any other real life shows that changed their name partway through? The only thing it made me think of is when I was little, I loved the show Seventh Heaven. And when when Annie was pregnant with twins, I was convinced they were going to change the show to be called Ninth Heaven because you know, there's no longer seven of them. No, there are now nine heaven. of them. But Ninth Heaven isn't a thing, Kelsey. <laughs> and then I justified it by saying, oh, well, they now have seven kids. Like that was literally a thing where I was waiting for the show name to change from Seventh Heaven to Ninth Heaven. I love how necessary this logic was for you when enjoying this show. So it's like was... how with Full House is now Fuller House. And isn't her last name Fuller? Her name is Fuller in the show, yeah. Her name is DJ Fuller. Mm-hmm. Do, have you watched any of Fuller House? Mm-mm. There are, it is very nostalgic. That's what I'm hearing. It's, and it's one of those things where I've rewatched a couple of older episodes of Full House. I'm like, okay, it's cheesy. It's, it's appropriately cheesy for what the show could be. And the way they do, the flashbacks are really cool how they use them sometimes. Um, where it's literal like footage from the first version of the show. So that it's it's been kind of cool and some of the jokes the poking fun at Mary Kate Ashley cuz they're not there. It's it's adorable. Everyone seems to think it's the cutest thing yeah, ever. It's pretty I'll cute. have to give it a go. I haven't gotten to it yet. I haven't there's too many <laughs> too many shows. We then get one of the greatest lines of Freaky Deaky's Need Love Too. Freaky Deaky's Need, Need Love, love too. too. I feel like that should be a sign that's like you painted and you can buy on <laughs> Etsy. Just Freaky, Freaky Deaky. It's all pretty and I it's, it's on really it's on wood, like wooden planks. Freaky Deaky's Need, need love, love Too and then you know, smaller underneath. You do need here. that. Well, I think we're gonna do Freaky Deaky's Need, need love, love Too. But I just love how touched in your bedroom. Frank is so touched by that too. Frank's like really moved by that. Oh, Frank, hat report. Oh, hat yeah, report. yeah, good call. Hat report. Did it says you, done deal. Done deal, that's right. And this is, he only has the one hat this episode, right? It's just one yeah, day. Yeah, just one hat, yep. Does he wear done deal to the party, too? I didn't even notice. That is a good question. This does not matter, but it matters to me. But it does matter. Well, I'll look that up later. We'll we can confirm it, it. I wrote down, I don't know if you heard it. So basically when when he, Tracy's like, I got a yacht. I got two solid gold jet skis. Also gold snakes. He loves, lo- well, and, then, and then I wrote down because later on, oh, gold snakes? Is that what gold you said? Gold sinks. Gold sinks. Gold doesn't float. Oh. <laughs> it bothers me so much. And which is just a sign that he's lying. What were you saying? Well, it just bothers he, me. He has an obsession. Obviously, he's a bajillionaire. But remember, he later on has that solid gold shoe. Oh, right. Because he, he's going to lose his feet. Yeah. Mm. He loves that. And then, no, does it, was his, is his watch that he wants to cut in half at one point solid gold? I can't remember. But he has a lot of gold. Well, yeah. the whole thing, the whole idea is that he's like new money. Yeah. And like, it's always this running joke that like, that's how he understands money is like solid gold. In gold. Which is really charming. But no, I don't, but he says, so he says yacht. He says two solid gold jet skis. And then he says, I got the AIDS monkey. Yeah. As he's walking out, I'd never heard that before. And then I was like, he has the AIDS monkey? It has to do, I looked it up on something. It, there's actually, there was something has to do with like a Russian monkey who had a, there's some, I can't Well, the AIDS monkey, because AIDS comes from monkeys. Yeah. So it's the original. He's basically has patient was, yeah. zero. I thought that's what he was saying. He's patient zero of AIDS. <laughs> he has the AIDS monkey. And it's like stuffed in in his house, which is disgusting and hilarious. But no, um, what else? What else were you thinking? Do you also, do you know what video they're talking about when, um, uh, when Liz is talking with Jenna trying to calm her down. It's okay. It's Tracy. It's fine. And 
she's like, yeah, but they all love him. And I was like, yeah, no, they're all idiots. And Frank loves that video of the monkey sniffing his own butt. Have you seen that video? Is that a thing? It's a thing. I don't want to watch it. So, well, it's... <laughs> I'm on two for a side for that yeah. one. So when I was in high school, my band director would have a slideshow going all the time oh, on the no. TV in the corner. And it would always announcements. We have this competition coming up. But he'd try and throw in something funny. And it was always this video of... Not always, but one of the videos he would do was of a monkey sitting on the tree and then like scratching his butt and sniffing his finger and then passing out and falling off the tree. And I was like, I know what this is referencing. And... Thanks, Mr. You were part, you were part of that meme in two thousand and five or six yeah, when this was made. I was, I was indeed. Oh, I okay. Do you mind if we go to the yacht scene? Uh, let's go ahead and jump ahead. And let's I'll go to the yacht else. scene. The yacht scene for me was really fun because it had real Arrested Development vibes to it. Yes, I. And I, I mean, maybe not. I don't, maybe it wasn't intentional. It was partially the music when Tracy's jumping off the yacht into the water. But I was just getting major Arrested Development vibes with the music and the, the yacht itself and the party, and it made me really nostalgic for Arrested Development. I wrote, "Give me some, uh, gives me some Arrested Development feelings. Look what the homosexuals have done to me." <laughs> Look, look, Michael, look what the homosexuals have done to me. And then he talks about her hair. Oh, you couldn't just get that blown out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I just was, it made me, really, it made, it gave me a lot of the Arrested Development feels, which makes sense. Arrested Development was uh, canceled, I think, in 2005. Mm-hmm. So it's like right So it's right around there. I'm sure it wasn't intentionally a nod. It's probably just the fact that I've watched Arrested Development like eight but times. But it very much might have been It just been felt well. like it to me, and it made me really nostalgic. Uh, should we talk about the second Rachel Dratch cameo? Yeah, she's in the closet mm-hmm. as a lovely, lovely, um, um, maid. maid. <laughs> Maria. Mayama Maria. Tell them who that ninja is on the boat. Nope. And so the episode wraps up really nicely. It's pretty funny. I like it. Just has that little lovely twist that Jack's very pleased with that. What a. The hor- what a horrifying event that was with them yeah. being caught. I really wanted to see that casting call for the uh, couple on the dock that comes up because they were the most nautical looking people. And I can just imagine having worked in some casting, just imagine that we need a we need older white couple nautical themed. Mm-hmm. Can you uh, can you get us a couple <laughs> options? And then see them come in and be like the guy with the glasses and the beard, perfect. <laughs> Make sure he has his own vest. All, you know that was his. He had a little anchor on. <laughs> I just want. I wish I could have been in the room for the casting of that. Like, no, we need them to look more waspy, more waspy. <laughs> Somebody. He has a cigar in his hand. <laughs> no, too far, too on the nose. <laughs> I thought it was really charming. But what did you think? It's all. How did you feel about this episode as so a whole? I did not realize until I was like looking into this episode that people didn't like it. I. I've always liked it. I've never hated it or anything. And so I was really surprised. It was disliked so much. I was looking it up on the AV Club. And the guy who was recapping it didn't even give it its own article. He lumped it in with the next episode. Oh, wow. um, Because he just didn't like it that much. And that was really interesting to me. Because... It's fine to me. You don't like it, though. It's fine. It's just doesn't... I feel like a lot of the jokes are a little... It's just a little clunky still. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of exposition. It's a lot of... Because 30 Rock is really great. There's always a lot of plot, but it's not a lot of necessary plot. You always feel very... It It always just moves very freely, but this one, they had to do all these things yeah. to set up the show. So it's a lot of exposition. The jokes just don't all land for me. And I was really intrigued when I was like, oh, who wrote this one? That was written by Tina Fey, which mm-hmm. really intrigued me. Um, And she's written some of the best ones. So it's not a big deal. And I don't think it's their fault. Second episodes of sitcoms, like I said earlier, always need exposition. It's always also there's always been like weeks or a month or two since they filmed the pilot, right? Oh, yeah. With the nature of the process. So they're just coming back, they're warming up, they're getting used to themselves. I just I can't even think if I think right now, I can't think of a second episode I ever like Hmm. that I really, really enjoy. 
maybe Crazy Ex-Girlfriend this year? I can't even remember it. There's not a second episode that I remember really vividly. Okay. Because I think pilots, people always say pilots, you know, pilots are awkward. I think pilots can be remarkable. I don't think, I've never seen a second episode super duper. I think I remember liking Lost's second episode, but I need to research that. But I just never liked them. I always think they're clunky and they're expositional. And I thought this one kind of fits that bill. It's still a good episode. A bad 30 Rock episode is still a good episode of television. I think it's hard for me now because so much of my watching of TV is all binge watching watching so they all just get it all just gets lumped together and so i am now going through this obviously i'm watching it a little bit more spaced out and doing it differently but it's hard for me to pinpoint okay like i watched breaking bad on netflix and i just blew through i couldn't tell you what was episode three and what was episode 10 it just all goes together for me no and what i would say too is my proof my cousin i'm trying to get to watch this right Mm -hmm. now 30 rock i'm trying to express to her this is the best show ever it's so funny you're a feminist watch this show yeah and she watched the first two episodes and she got stuck she's like "Ah." and i told her get to episode three get to episode three three. and she texted me like two days ago i watched episode three you're right and i was like i know i'm right because i'm always right that's always been the rule three episodes Three episodes, three episodes and this third episode this next episode we're gonna talk about in a minute is yeah. wonderful but i just wanted were there any other jokes or things that really stood out to you in this one um the only other thing i was gonna comment so beforehand we were joking that we always have the 30 rock theme song stuck in our head another song that i always get stuck in my head is the song that jenna sings on the boat that Sari goes is that a real song <laughs> and it is a real song oh of course but i just love that Sari's idea of music is so electronic that like someone singing yeah. alone on a boat doesn't sound like a song right to her. Like, uh-huh. and I, I love the way that tracy really tried to suck up to jenna like jenna was obviously so really upset at liz but i liked that tracy was like come on my baloney sing for me i want to hear you sing like that he was he was really trying to do his best, except for the fact that he was on a boat that wasn't his own. Yeah. And, you know, all that stuff happened. But Miami, Tokyo, Denver. Denver. <laughs> oh, I love the fact that they do that little flashback scene as Liz is realizing, oh my gosh, this isn't his boat. That it's these flashbacks of Grizz was in the Navy. That Grizz was in the Navy. <laughs> like that slow mo on it. That's slightly well, slowed. It's so funny. It's great. But I love when flashbacks aren't from the actual like they basically had to film it twice no they filmed it differently like the whole from her perspective he's looking at the Mm -hmm. camera i love when people do that because it's twisted in her memory a little bit yeah i thought that was a really fun little trick too yeah i I mean the man directed breaking bad episodes right so i mean (laughs) i agree though i noticed that as well and i was really impressed by it it's a good episode. I don't want to like sound like I don't like this episode. It's a good episode. I just, it's not one if I was sitting like, I want to watch a 30 Rock. I wouldn't be like, I know, I'm going to watch the aftermath. Right, right, I almost always skip this one because the jo- none of the jokes are really huge. I will say there's one joke besides Peacock. Peacock. Mm-hmm. That destroys me. It's when she's saying how Jenna is paranoid and then Janet goes, oh, yeah. paranoid. That confirms all of my suspicions. Something about that kills me every time. It's, I love that. She has Lee, the hairdresser, with her. So. Um, also, I love that Tufer was afraid of black guys. Um, and the next time you rewatch this and you don't skip it, on the boat, watch the way Kenneth eats sushi. <laughs> oh my gosh, he spits it out! It's so cute! He's he so goes, adorable! Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's adorable. It, it, everything about him, he's like a baby. He's never had sushi before, does not eat it. He doesn't, doesn't know how like to it. dance with Sari. Oh, what, <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> Which just reminds me of his character on Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Very much so. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yes. Cool. Well, that's the aftermath. Yeah. All right, Kelsey, walk me through Blind Date. What happens? Blind what is Date, this episode? there are pretty much two words to describe this one. Poker, 
and lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> That's that pretty much. There's a lot of poker games happening, and there's some lesbian activity happening. But okay, not- let's redefine. Let's do something different to describe this than lesbian activity. There's some. There are some dates going on between two women, and there is a relationship forming. But turns into a friendship that turns into a breakup. <laughs> I, this is, oh, that, no, you pretty much nailed that. That is exactly what this episode is about. Poker and lesbian. You got it. Before you start going into it, though, just for, because this is my thing, air date, October 25th, Go 2006. For it. <laughs> and also Mr. Adam Bernstein from the last episode, so Breaking Bad, all that good stuff. And this, he did some fun, um, there's some fun directing moments in this that I noticed. So once again, like, there, um, there's this bit with Kenneth where he's talking I forget it's like Tracy or Liz and they do this really weird swivel to make it look like Jack just came out of nowhere mm-hmm. I, I have little moments like that that I was like oh this is unique I like this show little job. moments little touches robot bear sketch yes well okay so before we get into this so we obviously take notes as we're watching this show and I had to confess to Kimmy earlier today that I had a lot of notes done for the last episode, and this episode, I watched a bunch of times and forgot to take notes every time I watched it, so I decided, well, so today during church, because it is a Sunday (laughs) that we're recording this, in the midst of me paying attention to the sermon, I may have also been writing notes on the episode from memory. You heathen! Also, (laughs) that's so impressive to me. Impressive, scary, a couple of things. I got pretty far, and then I got stuck near the end, and I couldn't remember how the episode ended. But other than that, everything else, I went through and made my notes in the midst of learning about how to be wise. So, I, <laughs> well, How to be wise. Don't write about 30 Rock during right? church. Don't do this. So no, I, I went, apologize. First but. of all, when you first showed me that, you didn't get a chance to explain because I jumped the gun. I immediately was like, you were watching 30 Rock during church? Yeah. Like, no, I have, them, I have it memorized. <laughs> it was so, like, I was really impressed by myself. And this was such a weird episode because it does so much jumping back and forth between a date and a poker game and then another quasi-date and another poker game it just jumps all over the place so i was trying to remember when did that like at one point i put part of it in the wrong poker game section in my memory notes but that's that's how my notes happen so on one page of my notes you'll find biblical things on the other side you see stuff about lesbians so (laughs) (laughs) i just another sunday (laughs) just another sunday i love this okay just in the way my story with this is just in the way that I'm like, mm, about the last episode. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorites. This would okay. probably be in my top 10 30 Rock episodes. Okay. Because this was the moment for me. That pilot is really great. The second episode, classic second episode, meh. This third episode is so funny. <laughs> this episode is so funny and so smart on multiple levels. The A and the B story are equally as strong. Yeah. I'm not even sure which is the A or the B. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. And when they merge at one point. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I just love this whole, first of all, long cold open. Really? Long cold, long cold open. open but they have the robot bear sketch which I believe pops up a bunch throughout the show right mm-hmm. there's like eight sketches from 30 Rock that show up over and over and the God, robot bear the- is one but I really love also this is a nerdy thing different apartment it bothered me they gave her it's like a really like kind of normal approachable little oh. apartment this one and then clearly they were like we want to Nancy Myers-ify her life interesting because later episode she has this beautiful like lit apartment oh yeah it's I the love same her. exterior as her other apartment but they chose a different soundstage they chose a different sound well, it just shows a different set. They made it look really boring, like with really like drab yeah. wallpaper. And then at one point they went, her life is hard enough. We're giving her a beautiful right. apartment. Well, maybe this was Katie and 
alluding to the whole fact like you're a single woman aren't you scared that you're gonna die alone so let's make your apartment horrible to like, get the so, sympathy of the audience it's such a disappointing and her weird like 1980s TV yeah she's watching Deal or No Deal the whole point was to yeah, make she's it watching Deal or No Deal which is the randomest thing to happen it in was background. just very sad the whole thing is a little bit and not sad okay it's a little it's sad a little, but it's supposed to be I think it's supposed to be but it just really entertained me that that was the first apartment because the next one is such a classic like New, beautiful, very expensive New York apartment yeah. that, again, you would see in a Nora Ephron or a Nancy Myers movie. Mm-hmm. So I really, I, I found that very interesting. But I'm just, I love this episode. I love what happens in it. I love how we see Liz. I love this. It's the beginning of the Jack-Liz dynamic. Of, yes. I should stop slapping my leg, but I'm that excited. <laughs> it's the beginning of the Jack-Liz dynamic. I love when he's like, Lemon, when you have a moment or whatever, can you come see me? I never have a moment. Never, ever. And that feels to me like something I would say just it, the sarcastic like nope too busy can't do that ever and then you go anyway obviously she has to clearly yeah. it's her boss which by the way she talks back to him so much and they they deal with that a lot that it's inappropriate yeah but the relationship's absurd but this is the birth of of, of uh, do what, we call it <laughs> nope <laughs> were, you I, were you and I about to say jizz because that's definitely what <laughs> The look on your face as we both almost said that. Uh, so not jizz. Lack? Lick? No. <laughs> also bad? This is why they never got a couple name. They don't get a couple name. This is the birth of that relationship. With the lemony. Lemony? Combination Donaghy. of le- lemony. You're crying. <laughs> the look on your face. All right. <laughs> Oh, take a moment. <laughs> that li- that dynamic gets established in that episode, which is so funny, and it's established immediately of how inappropriate their relationship is for a workplace. As is their name. As is their name. <laughs> As is their couple name, which you and I will never say, but always references that couple name, the which couple shall not name. be named. Yes, the Voldemort of couple names. Oh my goodness! I mean, it's such a funny switch. The fact that he thinks she's a lesbian, and he sets her right? up with that beautiful woman. By the way, beautiful. She's gorgeous. Every time I watch it, I'm like, her hair is so glowy <laughs> to the extent I, where my mother had to like affirm it I'm like mom she's so pretty and mom's like she has nice she's hair pretty too <laughs> oh thank you but I just lo- I love Gretchen is so great Gretchen Thomas yes yes that is oh, also though, can we talk about the fact that basically was that now or later well I guess it's both that how Liz <laughs> looks like Ellen DeGeneres the whole time <laughs> well okay incredible amount of sweater vests in this episode right that outfit she wears when she goes to confront jack about setting her up with mm-hmm. a woman we're in the conversey type shoes i know even, yeah. when he the with the one of the best jack donaghy lines with is those shoes are definitely by curious <laughs> but she comes in i noticed that she comes in you know with that like um button up with a with a I think a brown sweater mm-hmm. vest, you know, kind of loose fitting work pants and these tennis shoes and a necklace. Later in the episode, because her and um, her and Gretchen show up at the poker game, Gretchen mm-hmm. is wearing a much hotter version of that ep- outfit. <laughs> I bet I could even pull it up at some point, but it's the exact same outfit. It's the button up, it's the that, vest, it's a necklace. So they're sharing but clothes? <laughs> no, Gretchen's just much I hotter. Just, and you see where Jack would have gotten the idea that, oh, she's wearing that, she must right, be a like, lesbian. Oh, you're trying. Because it looks like what Gretchen is wearing, and it's so funny That's to me, though, because really she looks so... Because Liz, let's be real, it's not her best outfit. No, not so In the Liz Lemon fashion report, that's probably a C or a D. You know what I want to pay attention to, because to, she gets to a point where she obviously isn't wearing super professional clothes, but she 
she does start to dress better. And I mm-hmm. don't know if they're just trying to figure out her character still, obviously. Even her hair right now is very odd and very... Almost like the Rachel, I It's the Rachel. Like. Yeah. No, I think it's the Rachel. I think she's doing the Rachel a couple years later. And then she has the Rachel even more in one of the flashbacks in a couple of episodes. Oh, okay. But of uh, that, I just... I loved that she had the same outfit and their dynamic... <laughs> Also, the joke about she said she looked like you look like Jennifer Jason Lee. I had to ask her. I thought she meant Jason, Jason Lee. Lee. <laughs> well, and then later on, she gets reference to what uh, Ruth Gator Ginsburg Tootsie like, <laughs> just pours <laughs> in the Tootsie bit. A tootsie <laughs> is the most insulting that, thing. Oh, it's hilarious. Classic for Frank. I also love here that this is one of the first that we hear about uh, Liz's ex boyfriends. Dennis, someone named Neil. Neil, the Charlie Chaplin impersonator, yes. which I'm not going to lie, I would have been into that. that you would have. Yeah, have you heard the things they say about Charlie Chaplin? He was hot. Okay. He had piercing blue eyes. I'm just saying, like, that wouldn't have been as much of a turnoff to me as it clearly was to Pete. But a guy, a guy being, uh, there's a difference between appreciating somebody and being obsessed with. Um, and Are you this- saying that's the line dressing up like Little Tramp is a line for you with a Hitler-esque mustache? Yeah, you mm. know, there's just that line. You and I might just have to disagree on this one, Kelsey. <laughs> like, I'm just looking for a man who can pull off that mustache. <laughs> just so impressed. No, but then the, the bit, where, you know, oh, da-da-da, Neil, mm-hmm, Dennis, mm-hmm, Conan. Conan mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we then is the redhead man who plays guitar. Uh, I love that bit. That's a running joke for a while, the fact that her and Conan date, which I was so bummed it ends at one point only because he got the Tonight Show and then didn't know the Tonight Show, and he ends up in LA. Yeah, because he was a really regular part of that show. It was awesome. I loved having him. Yeah, spoilers: on it. We will see him soon. So Liz ends up when she's trying to complain with Jack about, oh my goodness, da da da. She then she alludes, she mentions that they play poker every Thursday night, which. Outside of this episode, I don't think they ever play ever again. No, it never comes up yeah, again. Okay. Also, my thought is, I'm like, Friday night is the night you do your show. Thursday night would probably, a either Thursday or day something. or Thursday night would be a run-through. Also, their show goes so late, I'm just so surprised at the idea that they would do a poker night. Like, they they work such long hours, but maybe I'm not understanding the camaraderie Well, you know, them. even in the West Wing, they play poker sometimes. That's that's true. They, they find time. They're finding that work-life balance. <laughs> they are, they're finding that balance. By I, playing poker with their work family but at this, work <laughs> this poker but this poker storyline is incredible because it really introduces the importance of kenneth kenneth has just been mm-hmm. like um has it been um well how can i describe like a you just can't tell a that period at real, the end of the yeah. sentence like he's always That's just like a bit it. of a joke but he's not a huge part of it and this shows the fact that he is a big part of the show yes and it's such proof why he's my favorite character yeah. on this show it's oh, that man so the first poker game i love when jack's telling them their tells which i just think is hilarious that oh Let's starts eating. Frank asks a whole bunch of questions and Tracy holds up his cards. What's my tell? And two of his <laughs> cards are facing Jack. Like that. So Tracy. Uh, can you play poker? Are you good at poker? I'm have horrible you? at poker. Me? I would have believed that Albuquerque Freakout is a real thing. <laughs> Just my favorite poker game name ever, by the way. We should invent an Albuquerque Freakout. Let's do it. Like I can't play poker. I have friends that want to play poker. And every time we play, they have to re-explain the rules to me. And I'm also a very bad liar. when, it, Especially when it comes to games, especially. There's this game that my friends and I play called Avalon. And it's kind of like a... I don't know, like a murder, like you kill somebody, they don't know you killed them, and you kill Merlin, all of a sudden, you can always tell who I am. I, I'm the worst person. Is this mafia? 
It's kind of like mafia. mafia. It's kind of like mafia, but okay. it's with wizards and and assassins. And oh, all stuff. you just revealed so much about yourself right yeah. there. <laughs> we'll get there later. But, uh, <laughs> but I am the. I, you no can tell face. exactly who I am, and it's horrible. I oh, it's awful. So I don't play poker. <laughs> I just love the, him licking that like cut away when they're talking about he can't read Kenneth because he doesn't have any thoughts, and that shot of him just licking the cheese off a, <laughs> of a t- Dorito. Oh, that's what I was talking about. That's earlier. Yeah, 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 he's just yeah. licking that Dorito. Is so he's perfect. Just so adorable. He's I, the cutest man on earth. Have you ever have you ever seen him? He does uh, improv shows every now and then in LA. Have you ever seen him? No. Oh, I've seen Jack McBrayer do <sighs> improv, and it will. He's delightful. I. I pretty sure I would rush the stage. He's got the biggest <laughs> smile on earth, too. I just adore him. I love it. So I am... I like when uh, Thomas, Gretchen, and Liz are at dinner and you get the... I just wrote gay flashbacks. Yes, the flashbacks. <laughs> That's our first real flashbacks, too. The yes. wig. The wig, The yes. wig. That hair. Oh. Poor Liz Lemon. <laughs> She's so unafraid to make herself look awful. Right. It's something I admire deeply in Tina Fey oh, as a she's performer. Amazing. She's never afraid to look awful, and that wig is horrible, and it's so funny. Um, I wrote down here, so the actress who plays Thomas is Stephanie March, and it's she's one of those faces where she looks really familiar, and I couldn't place her in anything, and I looked at her credits and still couldn't place her, but apparently she's in a bunch of Law & Order, though. Oh, she, she has that Law & Order feel. Yeah. She also has a credit from way back when, from the show Early Edition. Did you ever watch Early Edition? I did not watch Early What's Early Edition? <laughs> Early Edition is Kyle Chandler. Oh! And he, oh, Friday Night Lights guy! Yes, yes, and he got the newspaper the day before, and it was delivered by a cat. No, and I it remember had, that. Um, it was delivered by a cat? It was deli- there was always a cat, or it was his cat, there was always a the the opening credits had a cat on top of it, and his, like, best friend was a blind girl, and, oh, gosh, the the actor, his last name is Fisher, or was that his name in the show? There's another, his, his like, best friend in the show, his other best friend is a guy, I think Fisher was his name on the show. He's in it too, and he's really he's famous now. And I this is gonna drive me bonkers, but yeah, so I was like, oh, she was an early edition. I, <laughs> I really liked that show. It was a great Clearly, show. You remember a lot about it. I remember hearing about that show. Yeah, but Kyle Chandler before he was Mister Friday Night Lights, which is another fantastic show. What a handsome, what a handsome all American man. He really, really is. That flashback is perfect. There are so many sweater vests in this episode. Mm-hmm. I just it cracks me up. I feel like there's actually more than two, but I only counted two. Which is so many in my book. There should never be more than one sweater there, vest in a I show. Don't, I don't do sweater vests. Sweater vests. We learned that Kenneth's middle name is Kenneth Ellen Parcell. Kenneth Ellen. Kenneth Ellen. Like John Ellen. Francis Donaghy. Kenneth Ellen. Mm-hmm. What's, Liz, what's Liz's middle name? Do we know? They say it at some point, I'm sure. What is her middle name? I don't know. I'm a Liz Elizabeth Lemon. Nope, that's not it. Mm-hmm. I like that scene with her and Pete. I think it's really good to establish. She fights so hard for him, but they actually don't have a lot of scenes together. And this mm-hmm. is one of my favorite ones in the show is the, the two of them discussing her old boyfriends. Then her asking, like, could you just become gay? <laughs> like, could you just, like, be with Frank? Oh, yeah. The whole thing with Frank. Frank, where he's like, what a beautiful and tender man. And then just the, the, the gross and eating deli meat off the floor. In one fell swoop, just shoves it in his mouth. It's it's, it's a beautiful shot. Amazing. It's a beautiful shot. This is a really important episode because it sets up the canon of like the entire mm-hmm. show is going to be about this Liz Jack mentorship yeah. relationship. But there's this really great bit, you know, the whole thing goes well. Jack um, defeats Kenneth at poker, gives him his jacket, says you can keep your jog. Kenneth very happily walks and then rides a beach cruiser out of the building. <laughs> of course. Um, 
Jack has this bit where he says, the Italians have this saying, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Though they've never won a war or successfully mass produced a decent car, (laughs) they have this right. And then he says, in five years, we shall either, he shall either be leading us or uh, we'll either be be working working for him him or we'll be dead by his hand. (sighs) And what's so fun about that is that's establishing kind of, in a way, the plot for the entire show as Mm -hmm. they build into who Kenneth is. It's fascinating that they establish it so early. That could have so easily just been an offhand comment that nobody would ever remember and who cares. Or just an offhand joke. Yeah. I did not like the Thomas Liz breakup scene, mostly because I feel like Liz wouldn't have been that stupid. Like the whole, the whole calling each other Liz and Oprah is just like I get it. Oh, that was but a it's, little funny. It's just it's weird. it's weird. Well, it's weird what she says to her. Like in twenty five years, if we're still together, you can do stuff to me. Like that's uncomfortable. That's also selfish. Well, it's just funny because I remember that joke and I had no issue with it. Like ten years, like not ten. Wow, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, ten or eight years ago, but now. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was like, that's a slightly weird joke. That's like, a that weird joke. That is not joke. a healthy relationship. No, I was just like, ooh, inappropriate, particularly because Liz is so for. But then again, the whole thing is that Liz is a little bit racist and Liz is a little bit of everything. Well, She's really flawed. It made me, I don't, I don't, it just made me so, I don't know what it was. I think because Liz is jumping into this friendship relationship with Gretchen. So where she cooking class and, you know, amazing race and all this stuff, which I get, it just felt very first relationship I'm in love we're gonna plan our future together right now and you're like calm down you've been on one real date <laughs> you guys had dinner at Cafe des Artistes which is like a mile and a half <laughs> 30 rock you looked that <laughs> up too it's closed now it closed in 2009 no we can't go and recreate the scene <laughs> I did not look up Neptune though which I wrote down here that Gretchen is an amazing decision maker because when she calls and says do you want to get some food it wasn't what are you hungry for you want to meet here at this time it was just straight up like Neptune here bam and I was like I need friends like that <laughs> Because I go to Chili's too often. You go, um, Kelsey. We've, I've been, this is this isn't a podcast. This is actually an intervention about your Chili's habit. I went to Chili's in Jordan. Thank you very much. Oh my gosh. There are Chili's in the Middle East. Oh my gosh, <laughs> America. Also, did you notice? I'm assuming you did that there was no Jenna in this episode. Oh my gosh, I didn't notice. There was no Jenna in this entire episode. I was trying to, when I was sitting I didn't notice in the least. I was sitting there in church going, okay, everyone's plot lines. What was happening? Okay, Tracy, they were doing this. I'm like, what was Jenna doing? And I couldn't remember if maybe I missed something in the opening. Like, oh, she's off to go do whatever. But no Jenna. No Jenna. It makes sense. I would have actually liked to see her playing poker with all of them. And (laughs) trying to seduce Jack into winning. Right. Which would have been awful. But no, that's such an interesting thing. Well, she must have just had a thing. Yeah. There's a reason they put her on that. But And I love that ending bit with that horrible... After all that, Liz is all like, I like men. I love a bald spot and a hairy back. (laughs) And then that guy is horrible. Horrible when he hits on her. I can see your wedding ring. Yeah. Uh. Which is just such a great button to the entire joke. But overall, this episode just works so well on multiple levels. The her plot line, we learn a lot about Liz. We see Liz kind of come into a place where she does really respect Jack and he does look out for her. Mm -hmm. Um, even though she's still incredibly independent. We see Jack really learn about the community and him interact with them, and we get to see a lot of their power dynamics and learn about how each one of them is stupid in their own way. In their own lovable, special way. This is just a really great episode, and it's absolutely a favorite of mine. I always find it so funny. Um, another one of my favorite Kenneth lines is after the poker tournament, and he's the next. It's the next morning, and he's just like, "I love it. It sparkles like diamonds, Kenneth. It's because it is diamonds." <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, Leia. Kenneth. 
Oh, I also loved when Gretchen was like, she has a comedy background. Mm -hmm. When they're talking about where she works for GE and plastics and wherever she's at now, like, oh, but you have a comedy background. (laughs) I I appreciate office department jokes Mm -hmm. (laughs) is really what it is. Oh, it's just, it it was a charming, it's a charming episode. It works really well. And it's so early into a show. Mm -hmm. I usually will be willing to give a show like five to eight episodes to find its comic voice. No, episode three. I was like, this is a great episode. It was a fantastic episode. Oh, 30 Rock. The things you do to my heart. Right. Before we finish, we're going to do... Let's close with our fun game. Mm Mm-hmm. I love the game Heads Up. We're going to do our version of Heads Up, which is the app, which you should download and play. That's amazing. And we're going to call it 30 Up. What I'm going to do is I'm going to time us okay. and whoever goes faster wins. So we both have a list of words from the show, from the episodes, uh, today's episodes, that I, like, I wrote the words down. I'm going to try and get me to guess my words. She wrote words down. She's going to try and get me to guess it. Pretty self-explanatory. We're trying to get the <laughs> other to guess are five words, and whoever guesses the fastest wins bragging rights until the next week. Bragging rights. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. So you probably just saw all my... I, I, I was flash the Nova at you. I'm, I'm like, like tracing with my cards. Okay. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? I'm really nervous. I don't know who's are going to be more Oh, difficult. you're going to be really good at this. I'm going to be terrible. I was so tired. Um, I will... I'll test you first, okay? Okay, okay. All right, no pushers down. I'm gonna be so embarrassed. All right, it's gonna be great. You're gonna do amazing. These are not that hard. Okay. Okay, it's that thing made of things diving into the things. Shrimp. Yes. Shrimp. Yay. Well, oh. (laughs) This is hard to time when I can't read my own writing. I'll be looking at the clock. Oh. All right, pause. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the second question What does Frank bet in the poker game? Uh, her Emmy. Her Emmy. Perfect. With what are um, what are they doing when Josh and Tracy are talking? They're skiing on a green screen. Yes, yeah. perfect. <laughs> and then what is the name of the mentorship? Uh, he uses Reiki. the name Reiki. 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 Japanese Reiki. Reiki. Yeah. Perfect. See, I told you so easy. <laughs> and then what does Jack say to Pete when Pete's freaking out? You're gonna make me say yes. that. <laughs> Relax your balls, Pete. <laughs> But you totally did it in like eight seconds. Okay. So eight oh, seconds. that's really all funny. right. Now it's my turn. Now I'm worried mine might be more difficult. <laughs> no, yours are good. I couldn't think of anything. I was so tired. Okay, you ready? All right, I'm ready. All right, two for his last name. Um. Oh goodness, I know this too. It's it sounds like a Star Trek character, kind of, sort of. Riker? No. 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 Oh goodness, no. It's a uh, James Spurlock. There we go. There we go. Um, Spock? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like that. Um, the name of the two-foot-tall Spanish hustler that Tracy comes up with. No, I don't know this. Everybody loves... Raymundo. Mm, close. No, Raymond. Close. Ra- Raul. <laughs> Raylando. Close. Raylando. Okay, it's clearly your okay, wedding. Okay, this is the rest. The second restaurant that Liz and Gretchen go to. Is it Neptune? Yes. Yay. Well done, well done. Okay, this is the actor... Actor whose roof Jenna falls asleep on. Ted Dance, not Jenna. It's 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 Tracy. No, no, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Ted Dance. But it's Tracy. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. It's Tracy. My bad. You're good. You're good. Well done. Um, and the name of the boat that Tracy does not own. Oh God, it's something in Spanish for for say hello to your mother or something like that. (laughs) Remember your mother. I remember your mother. El Siende or something? Yeah, it doesn't actually mean what he says. It means. I know. I it just, means it's, tomor- before tomorrow in Italian, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Avanti Domani. 
That's me applauding yeah. you and your amazing research. Well, you clearly won. So let's go to the record. Episode two. Kelsey is the winner. Point Kelsey. Point My Kelsey. other ones I had, my next one's going to be Colorado Springs for where the explosion was. Or what was the Japanese city that Tracy said he took his boat to? Tokyo. There we go. You on you. Uh, Tokyo. Thank you. I know that one. All right. Well, that was fun. Oh, we nailed it. Perfect. Well, that was episode okay. two. Cool. Hopefully it's, it's better than your classic second episode of a sitcom. But I hope so. Even if it wasn't, the next one will be even better. You better believe it. Mm-hmm. All, right, All right, cool. Thanks. This is Talk 30 to Me. Talk 30 to Me. and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.